Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about making dressage more understandable, make sense and just have a little bit more fun and hopefully giving you a few exercises and tips and tricks to try along the way. I thought this week that we would have a look at how to prepare for a big competition. In the UK we have regionals and area festivals coming up and so I thought it'd be a great time to talk about kind of preparation and how to prepare you and your horse, what to do in the training, in the lead up, what to do on the day and how you can prepare in a way that's going to help you perform at your best. If you enjoy this episode, please do share it. The best way to do that is on social media and you can also leave a review, which I'd be really grateful for. The more positive reviews we have, the more that the podcast seem to get shared. So that would be really helpful if you have the time for that. So when we have a big competition like the regionals or the area festivals or nationals and it's in the diary for a long time it's very easy to kind of hone in all your focus on it and then the anticipation builds as we get closer and closer towards it. So as we near that time for us here in the UK I wanted to share with you some really great and helpful tips that I've learned along the way that help me prepare for a major show. And if you haven't got a show coming up, this will still be really helpful to learn a bit more about yourself and to hopefully help you as well in the lead up to something big you have coming up, whether that's in horses or not in horses, it's kind of applicable to everything really. So the first and probably to be fair, the most important tip I can share is called controlling the controllables. And it's the first thing I want to talk about because it's a complete kind of change in how you think and I was taught it in the lead up to my first Europeans there were a lot of things that had the potential to kind of influence me and my horse we were we were in Italy so the heat is was going to play a big part and the pony team had competed there the year before and there'd have been a lot of kind of lessons learnt but we didn't quite know how our own horses were going to respond to the heat 
Also, the time of day we were competing at wasn't going to be known till the day before. Our horses were going to be looked after by team grooms rather than our own. And all the team horses were going to travel together in one lorry, which wasn't usual either. Normally, we kind of took them all, our own horses, with our own teams. And we also weren't taking our lorries. So our normal kind of preparation that we as kind of riders did in our own lorries before a competition wasn't going to be able to happen either. So there were all these changes that were happening and there were lots of unknowns and I found that really difficult. I also knew the horse I was taking really suited a routine and I wasn't quite sure how he was going to react to these changes either. So there was a lot of kind of unknowns going on. Add to that the kind of stress of a major championship and I was very stressed. But then we had a team meeting kind of in the lead up to us leaving and our chef to keep, who's the person who kind of looks after the team, said a great statement that I've kind of worked over time. And it is basically control the controllables. So you spend your time and energy focusing on the things that you can control. So all the things you can't control, no matter whether you think they're going to help or hinder you, you can't control them. You can't change them. So any time or resources or energy that you spend worrying about these things is just wasted. On the other side of that, you have the ability to change the things that are under your control. So to the best of your ability, change or choose to keep as much as you can. That is going to help you perform at your best. So things like the weather, who's judging you, who you go after or before in the competition all these things that you can't control, don't waste your time worrying about them. You won't change them by worrying about them. You won't change what the weather's like or change the order of the class. And it's not going to make you perform better. So turn your focus to the things that you can control, whether that's your training, your preparation, your mindset. These are all things you can control and could then make a huge difference to how you perform on the day. Tip number two, then, is to work out what you need to perform at your best. A big part of your kind of preparation is about knowing yourself. Once you know what you need and what your horse needs, your preparation can be completely tailored to helping you perform. So find out things like what puts you in that positive headspace, whether that's having everything organised a few days before or knowing and running through your test a few times in the lead up or knowing who you want around you that makes you feel calm and confident. All these things are going to help you work out how you want those last few weeks and the day of the competition to look and how it needs to be for you to perform at your best and enjoy the experience too. It's also worth spending a little bit of time thinking about what potentially could put you into a negative headspace. What could make you feel stressed or nervous or anxious, whether that's things like running late or not knowing your test or forgetting something, or if there's a certain person even that puts you a little bit on edge. So what I do with my clients before a big show is to get them to write down all the things that put them in a really positive mood, what makes them feel confident and excited and then all the things that put them in a negative mood so things that make them feel anxious or stressed or worried and then once you have that list cross off everything you can't control 
So things like getting stuck in traffic, whether that's you're in after a top rider or anything like that, cross it off. You can't control it. You can't change it. So we forget about it. Then anything that's left that you can change, you're going to write down what you're going to do to help make sure that those positive things definitely happen and those negative things definitely don't happen. So I do have like a little worksheet type thing that I use with my clients. So if that's something that you feel is going to help you in the lead up, just send me a message and I can send it over to you. The third tip then is the, this is kind of all about the training before the show. And this is a big thing you can control and it has the potential to get you and your horse in a great place to compete. And again, it's all about knowing yourself and your horse. If you know you worry about learning the test, run through it the week before. If you know your horse anticipates the test, but you still feel like you need to run through it, run through it a few weeks before. If you know having a lesson always gets you in a really good headspace, then do that. The thing is with this, that every horse is different and every rider is different. Put those both together and each horse and rider combination are going to need to do what works for them. So what works for someone else might not work for you. And similarly, what works for you might not work for someone else. So it's about thinking about you and your horse and what is going to get you both in the best state to compete. And it might be that for you, actually listening to things like this that I'm talking about isn't helpful. If you feel like as you've kind of listened to this podcast, it's making you feel more anxious and more stressed and making you kind of build up this competition to be bigger than it actually is, stop listening. And I don't think there's, to be fair, many podcast hosts that would advise you to stop listening to their podcast. But if you find that it makes you feel stressed and anxious, this clearly isn't the way that's going to put you in the right headspace. But if you find that this makes you feel excited and pumped up and motivated, then you keep listening. Or if you're in a kind of middle camp and you're feeling a little nervous, but actually these tips and these ideas are kind of helping you work out what you could do to feel better, that's okay. Do keep listening. My point is, though, that you've got to do what works for you. And you've in some ways got to be quite kind of hardlined about that in terms of, what you want to need in the lead up needs to be done if you can control it. It's also worth mentioning as well, as we're kind of talking about training, that as you kind of plan out what you and your horse are going to do in the lead up, like with everything with horses, don't get caught up and panicked if your plan doesn't go perfectly. You may have a training session that doesn't go right, your horse may lose a shoe or you might not feel perfectly prepared and all of these things are okay I feel like as dressage riders we like things to be perfect I mean we basically do a sport where we are aiming for perfection but I always think of the saying plan for perfection prepare for disaster and I don't know if anyone actually said that or if I've just made it up but I always plan as much as I can and set out what I want to do and what I want to achieve But then I prepare and I don't panic that if none of it happens or things go to pot, I can't do anything about it. And again, I can't control the uncontrollables, so I don't waste energy or attention on it. And instead, I focus on the things that I can control and I can change. 
number four then is a little bit it's not controversial but I don't give unnecessary stress or unnecessary importance to the day before the show so it's very easy to kind of start obsessing about the show the day before so I try to keep it as low-key and chilled as possible so if you can hack and you and your horse enjoy hacking hack or do pole work or do something where the pressure is off if you feel you and your horse need to train the day before do things that aren't focused on the test you can ride transitions to keep your horse in front of the leg or do some suppling exercises but don't let yourself get dragged into feeling like you need to run through the test once more or practice those center lines once more because all that practice and that training should have been done the week before or weeks before that not the day before the show and I think it's very I think I find it very easy to start obsessing on something the day before the show and maybe not everyone does this but I definitely do I would nearly nearly always cry in my final training session before a big show when I was younger because I would obsess over one transition or one movement that I guarantee to you was good the week before and good in the test the next day but because I didn't feel it was perfect the day before I wasn't happy with it so now I very rarely train my horses the day before a show I may stretch them or hack them or pole work or a little session to kind of keep them supple, but I steadfast do not do any movements because I know that I'll become really obsessive about it. So again, it kind of comes back to that point that knowing yourself and what you need is super important. If you find actually you're kind of the other end of the scale and you are almost too laid back and you need to kind of psych yourself up a little bit, maybe a lesson the day before would be really helpful for you. So it's about making sure that you know yourself. Second to last tip then is, and this is kind of a quick one more as a reminder maybe than a tip, but it's to know the rules. There are a few changes that happen at area festivals and regionals in comparison to like normal BD shows. And so make sure you've read up on that so you don't get caught out. Things like you can't take your stick in with you. And I've had so many situations where riders have forgotten this rule and they're automatically eliminated. And it's so frustrating because guaranteed they've gone and pulled out the best test that they've done all season and yet they've taken their stick in and so they've got eliminated. You also can't have a cooler. So if you're used to having a cooler, that's something that you can kind of plan into your preparation to make sure that you're comfortable with that. There is a bit in the BD rulebook that has all the kind of regional and area festival rules and it's all online now as well. But if you can't find it, again, just message me and I can send you the link so you can kind of see and make sure you're happy with all the changes as well. The final tip then is what to do after you've competed. And I think it's so easy to put all your focus on a competition and then it happens and there's always then that kind of now what do I do kind of feeling and I've heard it happens even more the kind of the bigger the show like you hear a lot about Olympians coming back and getting really stuck because they've spent four years of their life training with their goal of being the Olympics and then it happens and they then don't have a focus and they don't have a goal or anything to kind of go for 
So one thing I do always say is to have another goal already in place before you get to that show. Whether that's you just want to have some fun enjoying your horse, whether that's you have another show coming up or another training goal in mind, having something will then give you something to aim for after your big show has been and gone. And I always say to all of my clients, no matter how big the show is, it is going to be you going home with your horse to train for another day, another week, another month, another year. So whilst this show may seem like the be all and end all now, it really isn't, it is important. And it's, I think it really important that you make a big deal out of how much of an achievement it is that you've got there in the first place. But then I also think that you've got to have that perspective of you are still taking that horse home the next day. You're still going to be sitting on that horse and training that horse the next day. And that's just another kind of perspective to also think about. So no matter whether you are preparing for your first area festival, preparing for your first regional, whether you've done this a hundred times before, or whether you don't have a big competition coming up, I really hope that this episode has been really helpful huge good luck to all of you that are off to a big championship over the next couple of weeks do obviously let us know how you get on we would love to hear how you did and i look forward to seeing you guys all next time bye bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.